Well, this will be fascinating. Do we have do we have among us emotional intelligence to actually embark on this conversation? We're all learning. We are all people who are learning. <laughs> <laughs> every day, every moment. So today on Instigating Women and Friends, Kate's going to take us through her newest level of expertise around emotional intelligence and let us all you know, know, shed a little light on what what does it mean? What do we really know about it? Uh, uh, Liz and I both took an assessment. So Kate holds all the power today. A little scary. (laughs) I hold it all the time, Gwen. You just don't know it as much. (laughs) Thank you for the Um, So let's talk about the EQI 2.0. It's the only reliable and valid um, emotional intelligence assessment on the market today, which is why I got certified in it, because I was certified in something that wasn't um, reliable and valid, um, but had a good like um, um, class associated with it um, and a really lovely way of teaching people about emotional intelligence. But this assessment really gives you insight into um, what you you know, where you're lacking, um, self-reported and where you have opportunity to grow as a result and where, what your strengths are, um, and what maybe you should double down on. Um, so my first question to both of you, um, when I'd like you to start first is how was it actually taking the assessment? The assessment itself was easy. I I didn't know what to expect. I was a little bit afraid it would be more like me completing questionnaires or diving into things. It wasn't that at all. It was more a rank order. Um, And you mentioned self-assessment. So it is self-assessment. So reliable and valid as it is, it's only reliable and valid based upon what we contribute to the tool. Um, it did a really good job of it. Um, and the report that I received back, um, I, I think was spot on and it was really helpful and it, it gave uh, really good tips about how I might be perceived, but also how to even be more emotionally intelligent in the world. I just do want to offer that of any assessment, any assessment, I get a little triggered by five point scales. And I'll just say at this point, the reason I get triggered by that is because not that I'm emotionally intelligent, but I have experienced so many assessments in my career and lifetime and received so much feedback that at some point along the way, I learned um, five point scales aren't nearly as good in really assessing how people feel and perceive as a 10 point scale or even a 11 point scale, zero to 10. And so I take these assessments maybe a little bit differently than than others might, because I, I really spend a lot of time at the beginning trying to figure out what that scale means and what they're really asking. Um, and, and many others may not. So I'll stop there for now. What about you, Liz? I definitely found it humbling. Um, because of between my EQ and my IQ, <laughs> I definitely expect my EQ to be higher uh, than my IQ. 
And um, I mean, the thing about the report findings, it's so elaborate, you know, it's really deep dive into so many different areas. I just thought I was going to do better than I did. Um, and there was even a question at the end that says, how honest were you? And I was pretty honest, I think, but there were times where I was trying to figure out, you know, what's uh what's the quality or the value that they're getting at here and do I think I have that before I answer so um it was super worthwhile um it's really I think it's really important to have somebody who is certified in it walking you through it and walking you through the results you know I think that the I would have been overwhelmed trying to interpret the results myself so having you Kate, help me um, and help me put it in perspective too um, was really critical. Well, it's funny you say that, Liz, because when I did it, because as, as a part of my certification, um, I actually took it twice because once with the person, the coach who was, who uses this as a tool, like for the last 24 years of her career, um, she took it and debriefed me on it. And then I took it again when I went and got certified and um I got my results and I was like, oh no. <laughs> and I actually was going to an event with her that night and I was like, okay, so I'm asking for a friend. Um, what, what, if, what if someone doesn't like their results? Um, what you know what do you tell them um and she said i tell them to add 10 points across the board if you don't like your scores just add 10 points but you have to add it to everything and so it's not it's not about hold on <laughs> it's not about um you know, your raw score, is it a, you know, is it an 88 or is it 105? It's about the overall picture. Um, because again, Liz, when I took, when I saw my results, I was like, I was really sad. And then, um, Gwen, what you told me afterwards, I was like, oh, yours, your scores are really high. And she's, she said, you know, on a five point scale, a five, we take it literally as women typically, you know, we, we say, oh, it's always, I always do this. And then we're humble and we say, well, I don't always do it. So I guess it's a four. Um, and what Gwen said to me afterwards was, you know, 80% of the time, do I do this 80% of the time? Um, so I think that's important for us to kind of think about um, as we go through assessments is, do I do this thing 80% of the time? Mm -hmm. um, and then there's still value in the, uh, in the in in learning what you what you think you are and there is a 360 version of the tool which is lovely because you can get you know someone else's viewpoint on it as well um but uh what do you guys what did you take away from it when you after you took it what were your learnings or your your thoughts around it I, I need to continue to work on being more flexible, you know, being in the moment, everything we've learned about meditation, everything we've learned about being present, 
um, I've made strides. And yeah, that was still at the lower end of, of my scores. So I think you're right. It doesn't matter how high your scores are, looking at them comparatively, just to understand where your lowest um, is the right thing to do. And so I need to continue working on going with the flow and having fun and just playing and recognizing that um, there are thousands of things going on and different people and, you know, different priorities. And yeah, I don't always have to be the one large and in charge and controlling and, and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, it was good. That doesn't come out of a normal assessment in quite that way. Well, I um, was shocked to find that I am a manipulative control freak. <laughs> so I don't. That shocked you? We need yeah. to tell you and, and have a little intervention, but wow, I'm glad it came up finally. <laughs> Yeah. It took us a while to, to, to devise an assessment to get you there. <laughs> I would like to question the validity of the assessment. <laughs> obviously not evidence-based. Obviously not, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, that was kind of, that wasn't a full exaggeration, what I just said, um, but... I think my main takeaway is that because I'm such a fast uh, processor and, and sort of an extemporaneous thinker, um, I don't make room for other people to have opinions. And that's something that I've been told before. I, you know, I think sometimes we want to think that we've learned something and that it's done and it's, you know, it's not a problem anymore or it's not um, relevant anymore. Um, and I think this kind of test shows you where you can make, you know, where you've maybe made strides and where you can make strides and where you have opportunities, but it also, um, it doesn't let you run from yourself. <laughs> and so um, I remember in coaching school, one of our teachers said the work, she referred to the work I will continue to do until I excuse myself from the planet <laughs> and <laughs> making room for other people to have processing time and to share their opinions before we move forward with a, a path is something that I definitely still have to um, work on. And we were just kidding you, Liz, first of all. <laughs> and, well, and, the, and the most lovable control freak <laughs> now. Absolutely. And funny and engaging and all the good stuff, all the goodness. Um, there's always the upside to everything you've just said as well. So in a moment of high pressure, high stress, chaos, that's exactly what's needed is somebody that can make a quick decision and move forward because they understand it and know what to do. Yep. I am definitely your emergency guy. If you got an emergency, just mm -hmm. point me in the direction. Mm -hmm. 
So I think that's important to bring out as well that these aren't weaknesses. It's just knowing when to tune it up and when to tune it down, turn it up or turn it down or change mm -hmm. channel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really true. And I just, I want to just, my last comment is just a compliment to you, Kate, because I think it can be, um, it's a little bit scary. You know, it kind of brings out our insecurities to take um, assessments like the, any assessment, but especially one that's talking about, you know, your soft skills and you just, um, you did a really good job of making it feel like the opposite of punitive. And Gwen, the way you just reframed the, you know, two sides of the, of our, uh, skill coin, if you will, um, reminded me of that, that Kate, you're, you're very, um, adept at performing the test and the analysis. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I agree. What is lovely for me as a coach, and you know, you guys have joked about all the certifications that I have, um, all of them. Um, <laughs> all 65. Which is another issue to dive into at some point. <laughs> but one of the reasons that I like a variety is because they tell us different things. Enneagram tells us, you know, where our viewpoint, what's, what lens are we applying? Emotional intelligence, emotional intelligence tells us, you know, where we might want to grow in our soft skills. For me, it was empathy. And I've been watching myself like a hawk as far as my empathy goes. Um, and my self-regard, where's my confidence these days? I made a major career change. And what am I doing to give myself a break on um, embarking on this new path? And the, um, you know, the other ones, the strength finders is, is fantastic when you need someone to know what they are good at and to double down on that. So there's all these variety of different things that we can help with our clients, just apply the right one or a, you know, a, a suite of them to get them the self-awareness that they need to go on, um, and do the things that they want to do and to break down the barriers that they're having. Mm -hmm. So Kate, when we were going through coaching school, we all desperately wanted somebody to put on a website somewhere, the pros and cons of each assessment and what works for what. And that is maybe a contribution you can make because many coaches just won't put that out there. That is a good point. Um, I think that there is an opportunity to highlight the things that all of us have done um because it's not we have not rested on our laurels over the last four years um the can you believe it's almost been four years um so yeah it, it could be a really good um way of kind of summarizing just some of the ones that we've taken um and giving people because I tell my clients like this one's good for this and this one's good for that um so it would be a good thing I think to summarize and and to put out there for anyone who wants to listen <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean I'm not kidding um there are thousands out there it's super confusing new coaches don't know where to start many schools won't recommend this or that and I get it and it's all changing and evolving but you really do have quite the talent of just diving in and taking things and exploring things and coming out with your analytical view of what it 
might work for and might not. And that would be very helpful. I will do that. It would be really helpful for clients yeah. to know yeah. what they think they might even need coming into a coaching engagement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You I are. can see the LinkedIn article. Mm -hmm. There's a thousand assessments out there. I've taken 899. <laughs> yes. When's taking them all? I just get certified. In four yeah. She's 89% there. Is that a five? Hell yes. <laughs> Uh, this is the problem with lifelong learning is that you're just, you know, there's so much time in the world that you can go and learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's the fun part. Self-actualization was sure. pretty high. <laughs> my, my report out. <laughs> well, thank you both of you for being vulnerable and sharing with me your scores and allowing me to walk you through them. Um, I'm very proud of both of you because this is, it's not, especially with a friend, like with someone you've contracted with, you're fine, whatever. You're supposed to know my deep, dark secrets, but you know, it's different. Yeah. So now you know our deep, dark secrets and the whole world's going to know our deep, dark secrets <laughs> that I'm not flexible. And Liz is a command for a command and control freak. And, you know, those can all be good things as well. Yeah, and I have low self-esteem, <laughs> but all of that, you know, is something that we're working on. Yeah. And isn't it fun? <laughs> we're going to make fun of it. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> One way or another. Yep. All right. We're thinking so, of hey, working on yeah. ourselves. Uh -huh. I have to go to yoga. Ah. Go, go yoga. You are working on flexibility. That's what I need to be doing. Physical flexibility, not, I'm not working on being emotionally flexible. Oh, okay. I think it all goes hand in hand. Next year. <laughs> Next year. Okay. All right. Bye, Liz. Bye. So Kate, as you talk to prospective clients or other coaches, you know, how would you really summarize this tool? Why would they want to use it? Why would they want to buy it? What? Yeah. So uh, I ask them, you know, when I'm, when I'm talking to prospective clients, I always get what they're, you know, what they're trying to work on and what they're, what they do 90% of the time, um, in their life. Um, are they, do they have kids? Do, are they working? Are they salespeople? Are they doctors? You know, what, what is their dealio? What do they spend most of their time doing? I recommend emotional intelligence, um, EQI 2.0, for people who relationships matter in their life and in their work. And you might say, well, doesn't that cover a lot of people? And it does cover a lot of people. Um, it might not cover the person. It might not be the right tool for the person who is a leader who's looking for their, um, their teams to really judge them on their leadership capability. They might want a larger outline of that. And we have an assessment for that. Um, but if you're a salesperson and you are, you know, relying on relationships to get to earn your income, or if you are a individual contributor and you're um, and you're working in teams collaborating, or if you're a leader who who has heard that they are that they lack that human connection, it can be a great tool to highlight where you and if we do the 360 others 
think that you could um, grow and think where and and where you could double down on the skills that you have today. Um, so that's how I kind of summarize it um, based upon you know, who I'm working with today. Great. And then I'll just put a punctuation point on the really pay attention to the scale and how the assessment and the assessor define the scale and just don't automatically assume that a five means perfection. Even in this assessment, five said always or almost always. And it really gets back to, in my mind, uh, the fact that if we looked at gender, gender equity, males have a propensity of applying for a job if they're 50 or 60% qualified in their own mind, and women wait until they're 120% qualified. That has been a difference. And so it just makes me wonder, are women in general less inclined to claim the five, whereas a man, regardless of their emotional intelligence, is at the ready to claim the five just because of the cultural distinctions of growing up and certainly then going into professional career. Um, I always hesitated to claim the fives because I thought that might make me come across as arrogant. I thought that, you know, meant I was just too much, thought too much of myself and it would disqualify me. And then the results consistently came back that I was assessing myself lower than everybody else, not just those applying for positions, but those that then they would contact to get references for me would always rate me higher than I rated myself. And then that became a conversation. Why is that? Is my self-confidence low? No, my self-confidence was low. I didn't want to come across as arrogant. I didn't know that five meant that. So I think that's important. And I would love to know as all these assessments results come back, you know, are, are there, are they segmenting by gender just to study these things, even on emotional right. intelligence? They do segment by gender and age. Um, fun fact, as you get older, your emotion, emotional intelligence goes up, perhaps because we live life and we have learned li lived experiences that inform our emotional intelligence. Um, and women score higher. Mm -hmm. And so the interesting aspect of that is to think about, wow, if men are have the propensity to give themselves a higher score already, um, the, the statistical difference between men and women um, across like as a whole is insignificant but in certain areas of the of the um, tool because it re relates your like what's your emotional expression what's your emotional um, uh, uh, what's your self-regard what's your impulse control what's your stress capability blah 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 um, on certain aspects of it, women have a um, have a, a difference that they rate higher than men, um, and it is statistically significant. But what occurs to me as you're saying that, Gwen, is I wonder if that's factoring in the, you know, how men and women perform on assessments. Um, and I don't think it is because I don't think any of them are. Um, but then, you know, women might have a higher emotional intelligence um, skill set off the bat than men do. It's just not coming out in the data as because how we take assessments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One thing I would mention is um, I would never 
recommend doing an assessment for um, hiring purposes. People are more than the tests that they do. Um, so I would never use this tool to assess someone for a hiring um, for, for a position. Um, that this should only be for development. And with me and my clients, it's completely confidential. I don't mention anything um, about anyone outside of, of um, the partnership. They're free to, to um, share it with their uh, subordinates and their and their uh their management but i never do um and that's my full recommendation on all of these people are not a piece of paper we are so much more than that <laughs> yeah i think that's a that's a great point it's really important a lot of organizations do send every group of finalists through a battery of tests and yeah people are more than paper People are more than paper. I love it. That needs to be a, your tagline. <laughs> <laughs> I have all the assessments, but people are more than paper. <laughs> yes. yes. But for self-reflection, for self-improvement, these can be very empowering. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I agree. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. As it always. was really helpful and fun as always. And if people have questions, they can contact you directly and go to your website and schedule yep. a consultation, right? Yep, absolutely. All right. Thank you, Kate. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye.